Welcome to Roundhouse Roulette, a Walker, Texas Ranger podcast. Thanks for joining us as we recap and review one of the 200 existing Walker, Texas Ranger episodes randomly selected by Roundhouse Roulette. I'm Evan Dalton, here with my brother Adam. What's up? And a man who hides himself and thinks no one can see, Mr. Bob Leahy. Hey, how are you? Well, we'd like to thank you guys for joining us as we witness Chuck Norris playing savior to the Cherokee Nation again, again. That's right. I said that last episode, too. This week, we'll recap and review season five, episode five, Plague, where Walker this time helps the Cherokee Nation deal with uh, some corrupt dairy farmers. But uh, before we sit down in our basements and ask ourselves why we're watching stock footage of cows eating while foreboding music plays. Join us as we pull up a stool at CD's Bar and Grill. Oh, hey guys. What's up, man? It's been quite a few episodes since we've actually seen CD's Bar and Grill in an episode. I miss the place. I'm kind of glad that we're able to spend some time at CD's right now. Definitely. Now, you might say truly, but we're not actually drinking truly this week. We are drinking something fancier than that. What does the CD's Bar and Grill menu say? Uh, he's serving up an 18-watt IPA by Single Cut Beer Smiths. That's right. They're not brewers. <laughs> they're beer smiths. <laughs> and a brewery that could only be found in Astoria, New York. So there you okay. go. They definitely have beards. Oh, so many beards. Lots of beard product, too. Waxes and oils and... Some seafoam spray. Anyways, uh, they are not underselling this beer at all. This is, quote, the redefinition of the IPA. All right. Okay. Now, we've had a lot of IPAs, so we might be able to be the judge of that. I don't know. If we still have taste buds left after some of those. So. They've been burned off by the other IPAs. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, this one claims it has a bright tangerine and orange juice nose with an explosion of juicy tropical fruit and dark resin on the palate. Full Uh. and lush, (laughs) but an easy drinker. The weight and lupulin punch of a much bigger IPA all packed in a delectable 5% package. Okay, so not not too much alcohol content, but um, a lot to uh, dig into here. Yeah, the first thing I'm doing is Google searching lupulin. Yeah, let's see what that's all about before we even dig in. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, CD chose this beer because they used the word explosion and punch to uh, describe the flavor. Ah, okay. What is lupulin and why is it in your beer? Ever look at a whole cone hop and see a yellow powder clinging to the green leaves? That's lupulin, a naturally occurring substance. Ah. Is that like the crystals on the bud, man? (laughs) <laughs> it it literally is. Yeah. <laughs> it plays a large part in giving the plant its characteristic scents and flavors. It contains many of the hop acids and essential oils, so it would be good for your beard, uh, that make beer so delicious. In fact, when brewers add hops to their beer, it's largely with the intention of extracting these very acids and oils. The plant matter from the hop cone itself is discarded, but it's the lupulin that makes the beer hazy. So there you go. We have just learned something. Yeah, don't know if I'll retain that. Okay, let's crack into this thing. <laughs> mm. I'm pouring this in here, and it looks hazy. I think it definitely is because of the uh, lupulin punch. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of u- loop- lupulin. 
I'm really feeling the the weight of the lupulin, but it has a punch of a much bigger IPA. Hmm. Yeah, and um, I'm using my nose to um, to test the nose, and I'm definitely getting a tangerine and orange sensation. The can specifies decant carefully. It's unfiltered, so look out. That stuff's all good for you, though. The little bits at the bottom. I think that's called lupulin. No, I think it's dead yeast is what it actually is. No, it might be as well. <laughs> it, it does smell really good. It smells very, it smells very juicy. All right. And my bad, I initially said dark resin. It's dank resin is what it has. So <laughs> It makes a lot more sense. Very, very different, very different <laughs> meaning there. So, yeah, it's pretty good. A lot of the IPAs that we've had have, are like super high alcohol content. So that's kind of like what you get as an aftertaste. This is pretty good. Doesn't have that. Adam, do you know what the 18 watt reference is? I Googled 18 watt and it came back with some Marshall amp or something. I was wondering if that had anything to do with uh, guitar amps as a guitarist, and I didn't even look that up. So I think there's a Tweed Deluxe that's 18 watts. Sorry, now now I'm going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I, I don't know about what it has to do with guitar amps other than the fact that it, it sounds cool. 18 watt IPA. I mean, that rolls off the tongue and it goes down my gullet pretty well, too. So have you guys seen this Chuck Norris meme going around? Like... I don't understand how he always has a fresh new meme happening all the time. And he's not trying. He's the meme that keeps on giving. This is one that my friend uh, Alex McCullough had uh, shared with me. All right. So, Evan, can you uh, describe (laughs) describe the meme we just saw? That's the very tense scene in Enter the Dragon where uh, Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee fight to the death. And, uh, you know, they take off their shirts in preparation for this intense fight and um, someone has dubbed over a careless whisper and they do kind of look like they're seductively removing clothing and staring at each other so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it it works yeah it really does and the meme says changing the soundtrack makes this an entirely different movie and um, they aren't lying so we'll definitely uh, reshare that on the socials here but you probably already have seen it if you're listening to a podcast about Chuck Norris Moving on here, uh, we heard from friend of the show, Mike Rooney. He had some comments regarding our podcast on the episode Mustangs, in which Walker teams a wild horse, Santana. What is uh, Mike's first point here that he wants to bring up here? He says he's pretty impressed that we made it through the whole podcast. No one's saying Walker is riding Santana bareback, and that's a good point. Uh, it's funny, he says, you came close, and I'm sure it was on the tip of your tongues, uh, but way to show some restraint. You know, we were really trying not to say Walker is riding Santana bareback, um, and I'm glad that that just never made it onto the podcast. So. Well, you just said it now, so. Mm, yep. Oh, I uh, he keeps doing that to us. Yeah, he just tricked us. Uh, he says, please tell me there is a plan to assemble your skits into one long, never-ending file. They could use those to replace waterboarding down at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> if our content sticks with someone one way or another, I think we're okay with it, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if, if it's used as torture, I mean, someone's into it. I guess thanks for listening, Mike. Thanks for <laughs> making us talk about barebacking. I don't know. We are just glad that you're torturing yourself with this podcast. So this next topic here is something that I thought we should get into uh, because this is something we see on Walker, Texas Ranger a lot. The fact that whenever Walker 
is on his Native American reservation in Oklahoma, they call him Washoe instead mm-hmm. of Walker. And we're like, oh, is that like a name specific to him or is that something that you call a friend or whatever? I don't know. So kind of want to dig into that a little bit here. And I found a few different spellings of it, but um, there's actually a tribe, the Washoe, uh, which I want to say were based out of California, but... Mm. That doesn't really make That's sense. That's probably not it, yeah. And then I found another article where someone actually asked that question, what does the word washo mean? And the answer uh, was, as is the case with the names most Indian tribes called themselves, washo simply means the people and was used to describe the area they lived in. If you stop to think about it, this isn't too strange. After all, the term American simply means people who live in a region called America. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, sort of interesting. <laughs> yeah. But this next this next link though that I found is probably the most interesting. This is from indians.com with a z. Awesome. Your internet resource. <laughs> and this website looks ancient and they actually talk about the episode tribe that was Absolutely. our last podcast. Nice. Okay. Nice. And they go through the plot point by point and kind of rate it on how it treated the Native American themes. Yeah, they actually bring up the fact that we did, that there are no Cherokee reservations in Texas. So he had to go all the way to Oklahoma, and they go as far as to suggest he should be called Walker, Oklahoma Ranger. Which you did in the last podcast as well, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> Indians.com, there. They're after my own heart. You know that it's an ancient website when they list their IP address at the top. Oh, my bad. It's not their IP address at the top. It's their phone number. <laughs> so, Of course, Walker is affectionately known by his Indian name, Washoe. We don't know what that means. <laughs> but yeah, this website is pretty ancient. They seem to be hitting us completely on the nose, though. Like They're talking about the racism in the episode. Right, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll throw this up on the Tribe episode page on our website uh, if you are interested in seeing a Native American uh, point of view analyzing the episode Tribe, which I never thought I would see. Excellent. Yeah, that seems like a good follow. Definitely check out Indians with a Z on the socials. Lastly, it's rare that we actually get to see uh, one of our friend Adam Lordson's Walker Strations before we do a podcast. Um, and unfortunately, we won't be able to do that for this week's um, episode. But he just sent us the Walker Stration for last week's episode, Tribe. And I um, want to get your guys' reaction to this one. I'm going to share it right now um, because I, I think uh, he did some excellent work this week. That's all I'm saying. Maybe we can analyze it here together. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the eyebrow in Walker. And the moule. That's the most expression we've seen in Walker's face. Evan, describe the photo for our, for our listeners here. This will be up on the our socials, but for people who aren't on social media, describe it. It's uh, just four characters of uh, four of the main characters from the episode. And, you know, I think it displays all of them really well. It, it shows uh, Sam Coyote in his blissful ignorance. It shows, <laughs> uh, it shows Black Fox scratching his head uh, in disappointment over the whole situation. Uh, it shows um, Dr. What's-Her-Face uh, being ice cold. Yeah, and uh, even ice colder chuck norris 
Right. Mm. And he is kind of quizzically um, responding to Sam Coyote prematurely proposing to someone he just met. And our buddy Adam, the Walker Strider, said he had to capture the singular moment. I asked her to marry me. <laughs> and uh, I'll say he did. <laughs> it even has Chuck Norris drinking out of a coffee cup, avoiding having to say any dialogue, which he does a lot in this show. So. Yeah, it's a veteran move. <laughs> <laughs> it is, so So I'm glad to have that uh, captured in, in illustration. Well, yeah, we definitely have a lot to cover this week. And uh, if you're watching along at home and don't want any spoilers, which, you know, we may have spoiled something already, uh, hit that pause button and watch Season 5, Episode 5, Plague. And uh, come right back to us. Welcome back. Let's dig into this one. This episode originally aired November 19th, 1996, and it opens on an incredibly familiar sign. We've seen this shot last episode we reviewed. <laughs> the exact same shot. Which was last episode we did. Uh, and this is the familiar sign of the Cherokee Nation Reservation. Which, again, I don't know if they mention it, but it's in Oklahoma. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, it opens on a fantastic scene where uh, it would appear that uh, Walker and Sam Coyote are on a herpetological expedition. So to speak. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, herpetology is the study of reptiles and amphibians, and uh, the opening scene has Walker snagging a pretty sick diamondback rattlesnake. Now, is that a real rattler? That is a real rattlesnake, and the stunt double who grabs the rattlesnake definitely gets bitten. 100%. (laughs) <laughs> if you look at that first scene when the hand reaches down and grabs it, that hand gets bit. Oh. So, so <laughs> but, do rattlers have venom, though, or no? Oh, yeah. Yes, really yes. Okay. But probably as recently as the 90s, they would defang snakes that were used in, in things like this. Okay. So it's it probably bit that person, but... Um, Maybe no teeth. Yeah, yeah, no venom. Okay. But uh, he even says, like, as it cuts back to him, he's like, oh, you almost got me there. And I'm thinking, no, it got you. (laughs) (laughs) So Walker catches a rattler with his bare hands. And Sam Coyote also catches a rattler with his bare hands. So pretty awesome start. And we might also mention that Chuck Norris is also wearing his bandana, like his, like, Lone Uh, Wolf McQuaid. Yeah, Lone Wolf McQuaid, Rambo bandana, and uh, when he's doing it. So it's even more badass. Then they kind of have like a little banter about who's going to cook tonight, who's going to cook these snakes. And they had an interesting way of how to determine who was going to cook, did they not? Yeah, you got to count the rattles, which I don't understand what that is. Is it like the little rings on the tail? Yes. uh, Typically, the older the snake is, the more rattles it has. Well, anyways, of course, as in any competition he ever participates in, um, Walker's uh, rattlesnake has 12 rattles to Sam's 10. So. Right. Sam Coyote falls into the trivet role in this episode, and he's forced to cook these rattlers over an open fire. And uh, they serve him up, and uh, Sam Coyote takes a bite, and he says, tastes like, and Walker retorts, rattlesnake. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that was a pretty cool way to open up the episode. So definitely gets points for taste there. That was some excellent seasoning. Speaking of taste, what about this Zoom transition? Oh, wow. <laughs> Fan- <Ooh>. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like every time they transitioned to another scene off the reservation, it was like. So good. 
So we zoom into the boardroom of AgriFeed Company. And I really enjoyed this scene. I, I, yeah. Maybe more than I should have, but... It was pretty good. <laughs> so <laughs> over the top. Totally over the top. It's like, imagine that like 15-year-olds are imagining a boardroom. And that's what this is. There's about five guys in like their suits, business suits. And they're talking about getting this new chemical treatment for cattle feed uh, ready for the market. And as commerce likes to do, they like to pressure people doing studies into getting it done faster than they really should be because they need to make sure it's safe. And what happens here? They're criticized because they mentioned that they're doing lab testing and they're like, oh, you're only doing lab testing. What's <laughs> wrong with you? And then these other guys are like, no, we've got a field experiment, too. And then the one guy on the board, Kyle, who has a conscience, is like, you're doing field testing? <laughs> it's going to be Uganda all over again. And it's interesting. Every time they say Uganda, it's like Uganda, Uganda. They say it like eight <laughs> different ways. Um, but apparently, yeah, they were testing this over and uh, took out a whole village over there. And the lawyer's like, what? You're doing this in the United States now? And one of the guys is like, oh, it's okay. We're doing it on a Cherokee Native American reservation. So it's cool. And then like, what, another guy looks at him immediately after he says that. And he's like, that's cool. <laughs> like it's like the responses in this scene were so amazing like just like uh, everyone's complicit off the bat and like just evil they're just incredible assholes <laughs> right right just completely, <laughs> completely totally horrible humans <laughs> right right <laughs> oh man and, and back at the uh, cherokee reservation we see you know a little bit of exposition as to um what this project is like so we see a large white sign outside of a factory that's clearly labeled the cherokee reservation farm and agricultural feed co project rolls off the tongue <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> and uh this is where we get some extremely dramatic stock footage of uh livestock eating feed and getting milked but as they're getting fed we see this one guy with like a canister like spraying something onto the food right and it says vitamin concentrate on the side <laughs> which, which we <laughs> yeah, assume is is the chemical from the agrifico and oh, all yeah. the while this is happening there's this ominous music so you're seeing like <laughs> the how milk gets made but like <laughs> as if it was made in hell right. it's, like, <laughs> it's like what are we watching <laughs> yeah. So so they literally show the cow like with the machine milking it and it looks sinister and it's like just the milk doesn't look appetizing. It almost looks like blue milk. And then they show it finally making its way into like a jug. And then they show like the jug being picked up by a young Native American girl and she takes it into her house and uh I guess they, they pour a glass and she takes a sip of this sinister milk. And the music's still going, and you're like, oh, man, she's drinking it, and she took a sip of it, and then she, like, goes and, like, kisses her dad on the head, and then immediately turns around and takes a second sip, and then puts the glass down, and presumably she's going to school or something, and she goes to walk out the door, and she lets out the most insane cough I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like, that was a it's, sneeze, isn't it? It's a sneeze, yeah. <laughs> but it, like, cuts to a tree blowing in the wind. Yeah, and it had reverb on her sneeze. It was like, <laughs> slow-mo. It's going to be Uganda all over again. But that whole sequence was pretty amazing. Yeah, for sure. That cuts to credits, and then we come back, and um, Alex is actually, she gets a phone call from 
someone who's an old friend. And that old friend is Kyle, the guy in the boardroom with a conscience. He wants to meet her. Apparently, he's the lawyer for Agrifeedco, and he hears what's going on, and he needs to come to Alex and talk to the assistant district attorney about it. So, And uh, as soon as he gives her the call, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's an old friend. We've yep. seen it in Mustangs. Doesn't uh, Alex say something like, oh, I haven't talked to you in forever. It's been a f- too long. It's like, uh, it doesn't bode well for you, buddy. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. He's Not like, hey, can you, come, can you come see me tonight? And she's like, I'm kind of busy. And he's like, oh, you know, I wouldn't, you know, ask this if it wasn't a big deal. And she's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see how this goes. So back on the reservation, uh, Sam Coyote's telling Walker all about this new project with the feed and how they're making super cows. And, you know, they, they get into town and the doctor who's in charge of the cow operation, the milk operation, he's had some issues with White Eagle, another recurring character we've seen multiple times here. And White Eagle has been going down and blessing the cows and it's freaking people out. So Dr. Rizor, he's looking for some sort of solution to get White Eagle away. And Dr. Rizor looks incredibly familiar because he's in pretty much everything. Yeah, I was trying to remember what I recognize him from. And I couldn't pinpoint it to one thing, but I've seen him a you lot. You see that YouTube clip? Yes, there he is. Yep. Called oh. the Law Offices of Marky Salamone. 1-800-WIN-WIN-1. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. <laughs> Call us and say the word, asbestos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so so he's the doctor who has been installed at the Cherokee Reservation who's working for AgriFeedGo. And that's yes. this yep. guy, um, Dr. Riser. And he's having problems with White Eagle, who... For listeners who haven't seen the show or uh, listen to our other podcasts, White Eagle is kind of like an elder on the Cherokee Reservation, and people go to him for guidance, and he's kind of like the spiritual ambassador. So apparently he's been causing problems, and Sam Coyote says that it's because you know he doesn't want to adapt to the new ways and the new technology. Meanwhile, back in Dallas... We see a shot of Kyle's car pulling into the parking lot, and they're not even beating around the bush. The first shot of the car is through the sights of, like, a rifle scope. <laughs> right. And, and Alex is waiting for him to pull up so she can hear what he had to tell her and whatever was so important that she immediately had to go to this meeting. So he pulls up in the car, right? And then she walks out in front of the car, and we're looking at it from the sniper's point of view. And she's, like, right next to him. And based on how the shot was set up, he must have shot like over her shoulder to shoot him. <laughs> to like she him. was like right there. So this, I mean, he's a sniper. He's good. Yeah. So a sniper takes out the informant before he can say a word to Alex and say, "Hey, they're gonna kill people like in Uganda." But yeah, it was pretty obvious that they were gonna like, oh, he's gonna spill his guts to Alex, and before he's able to do it, he gets shot. And we recently saw that in the one by the water fountain too. What episode was that? That was Mustangs. Yeah. So you know, it's just something that they use to get the plot going and to give Alex something to do, I guess. Meanwhile, uh, Walker and Sam Coyote they go down to talk with White Eagle, who's down with the cows, and uh, Walker. You know, he's a bit more patient than Sam Coyote. And so he hears out why uh, White Eagle's so upset about this. And White Eagle, he echoes a lot of people's concerns. He says that the father of the world is angry. And he says that the father of the world doesn't want chemicals in his milk and beef. And you know what? Do you want chemicals in your milk and beef? Probably not. Just a little bit, maybe. Just enough for taste. I like lupulin in my milk. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. So, uh, you know, Walker hears him out and he's like, okay, I'll go investigate these guys. 
And, uh, you know, he starts to sort of do his own little, uh, you know, do his own little investigation of the milk operation there on the reservation. So he goes to meet the two people in charge of the uh, cow operation there. He meets uh, tribe member uh, Luther Ironshirt and uh, his smoke show of a daughter, Shayna Ironshirt. And there's a couple sparks flying, which is a little weird because Walker clearly remembers when she was like a child he's like oh you keep growing up and she's looking at him like oh yeah the way she acted a few of the scenes was like she was kind of like had the haunts for walker and i mean i i get it but (laughs) you you know it just she's like half his age well you know what are you gonna do i mean love's love so you know walker's checking it out and and you know everything everything seems to be going okay yeah he goes up to dr riser and is like look you know uh you mind if i i look around uh, because White Eagle says, you know, he's just a little uneasy about chemicals being in the beef. And Dr. Roger's like, tear the place apart, Walker. And Walker starts kind of looking through. Well, I guess we need to describe this building for listeners here. Because this is kind of where a lot of the, the plot happens. And this building is kind of suspect, is it not? It's like a it's a vet clinic with a cold storage unit on site that's also a dairy farm it looks like a quickie stop that they painted like the word milk on it yes yeah and then there's like a door that probably leads to where the bathroom is but they slapped a (laughs) sign on it that said refrigeration room yeah and then like the door was not like a refrigerated sealed room no, and there's a bench out front that like was uh, it's like for some sort of convenience or hardware store, but they like clearly like threw the last of their white paint on it, but it didn't cover everything up. They spent their money for this episode elsewhere, and and I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but so so anyway, that's kind of where Walker's investigating. He goes, he opens the quote unquote refrigerated door, walks in. And he's inspecting, actually, as far as the plot goes, he's inspecting, oh, this looks like a a proper storage. I don't know what he's even looking for, honestly. He's like an OSHA regulator. He's like, oh, yeah, nothing seems to be out of order is kind of what he says when he comes out, right? Yeah, I was kind of wondering myself what he's, <laughs> what is he looking for? Right. You know, is he, he has no, he's no means to, to test the chemicals. Um. But anyways, he still has a little bit of a hunch. And so he, he calls Trevette and um, gets Trevette to run the, uh, you know, the 1996 Google on AgriFeed. And Trevette's back in Texas and he's at the ranger station. So he's able to pull up all this information for him while Walker's at the reservation. If given enough time. Keep in mind, 1996. So you got to let the uh, the gears of the internet crank. I think the internet was hamster powered back then. So mm. it took a while. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Which is great for plot. Oh, definitely. Yeah, nowadays it would be an instant search. So yeah, Walker leaves the reservation, and just as he's leaving, uh, all these cows start getting sick. They start keeling over. <laughs> we get kind yeah. of like some awesome shots of the cows. Like That's where they spent their money was on the dead cow props. We see these cows, a bunch of shots of these cows keeling over. I guess you're led to believe from the chemicals added to their feed that we saw the grueling uh, montage of cow milking earlier. So that's causing them to keel over and die. And uh, Luther Ironshirt, the veterinarian, and uh, and his daughter Shayna, as well as Sam Coyote, uh, they run down and go to check out um, what's going on with these cows. And as they're checking out the cows, Luther, he kind of keels over himself. He was feeling a bit under the weather earlier, and he succumbs to some sort of 
disease. And they're like, oh man, maybe it's the same thing with the cows. Let's get him back to the clinic. We got to help him out. And as they're rushing off, we see uh, Dr. Riser looking on with binoculars ominously. <laughs> and he opens up his sick brick of a cell phone. And this is when I, I fall in love with this group of bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> They've got their own set, or at least Dr. Riser, he's got his own set of like code words. And he's like, the tiger is loose. <laughs> and they, they say something back to him like, who cares? And he's like, I don't give a damn. Advise the king's bishop. And so his, oh. code, his code name is the king's bishop. Wow. wow. Yeah, he's into it. Um, <laughs> so Walker, we're like, oh man, Walker's missing out on this. He's not going to know. But instead, uh, as he's leaving the reservation, uh, he sees that little girl Adam was talking about earlier who drank the milk. She just sort of wandered off into the woods and she collapsed in the middle of the road. And he saw her in his rearview mirror and went to help her out. He sees her fall down like in the road in his rearview mirror. And he keeps driving for a little bit long enough to think, oh, is he just going to keep driving? Yeah. But then he does like a reverse bat turn and turns like that Dodge Ram around in two seconds. He pulls a sick oh, yeah. Yui. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, he brings her to the veterinary clinic where he realizes that this is not an isolated case and that other people are starting to get this thing. And everyone is starting to come down with it. And back in the boardroom, it's hitting the fan, too where the squirrely guy comes running in and he's like, it's Uganda all over again. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, just give me the go-ahead. We'll administer the antidote. And, we're, and you're just like, oh, they've got an antidote? What? <laughs> right? Like, what the hell are we doing here? And then one of the guys is like, no, no, no. We can't get any information if people don't die because we need to analyze the people who survive so that we can better understand this thing. So... No, we're just going to hold on to that antidote. Send in the containment squad. Yeah, one thing to hit pretty close to home for me is when she goes, the virus, it's crossing over. This thing is airborne. I'm like, wow, this sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we go back to the veterinary clinic and Walker's like, well, was this maybe from something that they ate? So Sheena, who is now all grown up, is a actually the doctor on the reservation. And she's like, well, viruses like this, they mutate so quickly. And she's like, it could be from something that they ate. So she's not super sure about that, but she's 100% positive that it's now mutated and is airborne. She's like, well, they mutate so quickly, guaranteed this thing's airborne now. Right. And immediately we're all just like, oh man, COVID-19. Mask up, social distance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've, <laughs> we've, uh, we've been living this the last year and a half. So this, is, this plague episode is going to hit close to home off the bat. Yeah, pretty rough. So they're kind of doing triage and Walker makes his last call into Trevette and he's like, you got to look into this company, AgriFeed. And Trevette's like, whoa, AgriFeed? That's the board that this dude that was going to meet with Alex, this guy was on that and he just got shot. And uh, Walker's like, yeah, I think they're connected. And uh, also look up this Dr. Riser guy. And Trevette's like, okay, I'll add it to the Ask Jeeves queue. <laughs> right. And Walker's like, yeah, this Dr. Riser says that they're having the CDC come in. And um, it's also worth noting that after Trevette said, oh, yeah, Alex almost got shot, Walker actually asks, is she okay? That's true. He wouldn't in later seasons. So right. That's pretty but good. he does say it, but immediately moves on with no emotion afterwards once he knows that she's okay. She's Texas tough. So, yeah. But props for remembering Alex when they were writing that up. Uh, meanwhile, the 
air quotes CDC is showing up and the lockdown is real. The military shows up in these um, spray paint camo Jeeps. Right. uh, And the token helicopter comes in (laughs) and uh, the really smarmy dude from the board is actually in like this hazmat suit running around acting like he owns the place. Yeah, and I kind of was surprised to see him actually go to the reservation, but I think they needed to bring one of the squirrely guys from the conference room into the episode. Otherwise, there would be no stakes whatsoever. But yeah, so those guys come into town and and they're pretending to be the CDC. And pretending to be military as well, maybe? Yeah, so they lock the place down and people are all freaking out because people are dying and they're trying to leave. And uh, tempers flare and Walker settles it down with a little... uh, little kick to the gut for a dude. Walker literally has two army guys with machine guns pointed at him. And somehow with a quick maneuver, he has that machine gun in his hands and those guys are on the floor. Yeah. So he de-escalated the situation with violence. That's what he does best. (laughs) (laughs) But the squirrely guy comes over in his hazmat suit and he's like, oh, no, no, no. We're so sorry about their attitude, Uh, Ranger. You know, um, we, we need to calm these people down. We're going to take care of this. So, you know, just, just work with us. And so Walker gives a gun back to the army guys and they kind of scamper off. And, and Walker helps the agro company trap the Native Americans on the reservation. Yeah. You know, they're not getting any other outside help. So, yeah, he really just sort of uh, helps in their field hospital. Um, you know, a lot of people are getting super sick. They tend to get a weird rash on their face. And there's this really disturbing scene where you see like a bulldozer come and like dig a giant hole. And then it's about to dump something out. And I'm like, they're not like dumping people out, are they? And it dumps out a bunch of cows. And I'm like, okay. It's just just, cows. Right. It's just cows. (laughs) And then another bulldozer comes and dumps in these uh, biohazard bags, which we're led to believe have people in them. Yeah. Then they torch it all. And I'm like, what's happening? It's like they're doing like a mass grave kind of like Holocaust thing. And you're like, it's awful. Then they burn the bodies. Right. What are we doing here? That was pretty shocking. Uh, Yeah. So King's Bishop Riser calls in to the king and he wants to know what to do. And they're like, you need to figure out that mutation. Um, And if you don't, we're going to bring the whole place down in 24 hours. So you got to figure this out now. The problem is that they, they're putting the stuff in the, the cattle feed and eventually it's like mutating in the cows and getting to people. So they want to try to identify what's mutating so they can stop it and earn billions by making super cows. But uh, that requires a lot of blood samples and stuff. This Cherokee reservation is just a place for that. Oh, for sure. So yeah, it's, it's not working super well. And uh, all the while, Sam Coyote, he comes down with it. Yeah, and we're like, man, no, not Sam Coyote. We saw him in a later season, so it's okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, side note, um, he looks about 10 years older in the next season of the show. He does. He does. <laughs> I think he had a haircut and it went gray. Yeah. So he gets it and it's a real test of faith. And, you know, next season they call him the Great Spirit, right? But in this episode, they call it Father of the World. The show's kind of, it's got a consistency problem. So, uh, you know, Sam has a little test of faith. And uh, the next morning, the phone lines are all cut. And uh, that's when Walker's trying to call back to Trevette to figure out what's going on. And we actually see Trevette and Alex in the office. And the Google search is finally finished computing. (laughs) And uh, this is when they learned that AgriFeed was also involved in an incident 
with uh, meningitis outbreak in Uganda. So we now learn what happened in Uganda. And Alex is like, oh, they're the people who are responsible for what happened in Uganda? Yeah, we're like a whole village of people were wiped out. Right. And they haven't changed their name. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. amazing. They're still publicly traded. <laughs> right, Stocks right. doing pretty well, you know. Right, like the up. world the world before like a true Google search was was awesome. Things happen. <laughs> right. They're like, hey, you know, we may have been responsible for this outbreak in Uganda, but we're just gonna continue doing business with the same name and uh continue producing the same product and test it out in other places instead so i think that was enough to make them realize what was going on yeah they better hightail it to the reservation and trevette's like well they said they called the cdc and alex is like uh they probably didn't let's call the actual cdc and so they get (laughs) they get the the wheels rolling there yeah and again we're like cdc i don't think i ever thought about the cdc before COVID 19 and now it's like wow so they actually have the cdc going in on this this is mm-hmm. like the COVID episode of walker texas ranger so uh walker and shana they're like something just isn't right and, and walker's like okay let's check out dr riser's office because our phone line's been cut and my car phone's been taken out too like right. that's a breach of protocol yeah like, they went into his dodge ram and cut his car phone and car phones yeah. weren't cheap back then yeah dude getting that replaced you don't seriously see it as a walker and you don't mess with this truck it's a, a technically a state vehicle so he'd get reimbursed but still it's the principle yeah yeah so they're creeping around you know dr riser's clinic right and they're looking for anything that's out of order because something's going on here and and they know this guy's acting fishy and what they do is they come across this you know like in college you get a refrigerator you know <laughs> it's this beer fridge yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. your beer fridge well there's a white beer fridge just sitting on top of a table there and they open it up and there's a bunch of vials in it and immediately shane is like oh my gosh that's the antidote <laughs> and they're just like vials of the antidote chilling in this like really cheap refrigerator but you know the antidote it's labeled as an antiviral it was also had the same brand name as the uh stuff that they're spraying on the cow feed <laughs> so they're very this company is very good about branding right. 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 They're like, well, our cow feed eventually mutates into a horrible, deadly virus that kills people, but we created an antidote. Let's brand that too. Right around this time where Dr. Riser was outside around the tents, just talking about this like in the open. Like you could see Walker and the other people in the background. He's just like talking about the antidote. Man, he's like, oh, so we might have to kill these people. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. oh, we've got we've got 24 hours till all these people are murdered. They're like, what'd you say? Oh, nothing, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I happen to know that this cow virus makes people hard of hearing, so I can say whatever the hell I want. <laughs> so they stumble upon the antidote in the beer fridge, but um, <laughs> but just as they figure that out, these two armed guys come in and they're like, what are you guys doing? And Walker turns around and has no answer whatsoever. And Shayna like leans up casually up against the fridge and she's like, we're looking for Dr. Riser. We need to ask him a question. And they're like, we'll take you to him. I expected Walker to take those guys out then and there so they could steal the antidote. But instead, they let themselves be walked out front before Walker then takes them out. Well, he was patient. Out in the open. Yeah. Out in the open, which means that other people open fire on them and they're forced to flee in one of these uh one of these six spray painted camo SUVs. Yeah, and you you would have rather that they deny us this awesome car chase? No, absolutely not, but I think we have another trope. Hashtag out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> 
what comes up next is is fabulous. So the two guards they take Sheena and Walker out, and uh, Walker just takes them out. But the other guards see it, and they start opening fire on them. And Walker kind of hides behind one of these like camo spray painted army vans and i guess sheena jumps in one too right yeah she pops the door open for walker and he jumps in and they cruise off real quick while under fire of course right and then all the camo like army vans just pile after them and it is on like donkey kong here (laughs) i'm not gonna lie as soon as i saw these camo vans it was like pretty obvious they were gonna be put through some serious paces yeah all right so what happens here there was at least one explosion in this chase, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. There is one explosion. They uh, Walker, in an attempt to create cover for himself, does a classic uh, drive over a gas pump. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. that explodes. And the whole gas station kind of explodes. They drive through it. And then the bad guys, like, their camo vans drive in in hot pursuit through the flames. That was awesome. Right. And there's a gratuitous amount of car jumps in this. We thought last week's episode had a lot of car jumps. This one doubles <laughs> down or quadruples down on car jumps. You see, a lot like, of the car undercarriage jumps. of, like, every car. I love Walker in a car chase because... Any other actor would be pretending like they're nervous behind the wheel, but Walker just looks like he's just driving out to the grocery store. Yep. <laughs> Whenever yeah. there's a shot of him behind the wheel, he's just like, oh, yeah, just cruising. Yeah, and they have literally like three <laughs> military vehicles with guys with machine guns, like just shooting at him, and he's just chill. Yeah, of course. Well, they shoot at him, and like finally we see a close-up of the tire on Walker's car, and you're like, okay, we kind of see what's going on here. The bad guys shoot it out. And Walker and Sheena's vehicle flips over and you're like, what? <laughs> but it didn't even just flip over. It looked like it was about to go into this like end over end roll. But then it like kind of stabilized again. Like I, I'm actually fascinated by this <laughs> yeah. stunt driving. Like this yeah. is really, really wild. Yeah, they did like a side wheelie almost. <laughs> yeah, but then it kind of got back on all yeah. four. But then yeah. before you know it, they're going into a big barrel roll. And then we see, like, a clip of, like, Walker's head just, like, on the wheel of the vehicle. Like, he's knocked out. This is, like, two episodes in a row where Walker gets kind of, like, captured. That doesn't happen a lot. And we just got those back-to-back. So, they essentially capture Walker and Sheena and lock them in the freezer where they're keeping the worst cases of this virus. Like, the dead bodies who, like, are, like, the worst cases. And they come, too. And they're like, where are we? They're pretty much trapped. There's no safety protocol for this freezer. Like, if someone gets locked in there, they can't really get out. And Walker, like, he goes all total gym and tries to kick out one of the windows. (laughs) There's some conveniently placed, like, pipes that he's able to lift himself up and try to kick out this, like, double plate glass window. When he jumps up to grab the pipes, there's a whoosh sound. Yeah, there's a whoosh when his arm goes up. It's like a video game. But so you're like, well, I guess they really can't get out if he can't kick his way through the steel reinforced door or the super plate glass window. And how are they going to get out? Old White Eagle. Yeah. What what is White Eagle just doing chilling there? No one takes White Eagle seriously. He just wanders around when... Nor should they. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He just wanders around. So they're they're just like, oh, it's just that dude. He's like, Washo, Washo, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, let us out. And he's just like, okay, I'll open the door. And he's like, well, we've got a lot of work to do. You want to help me out? And uh, again, Walker goes one man army on the army. Yeah. I think before that, though, we see Riser get shot kind of randomly. They just kill him. Did you guys really know why that was? He was like totally towing the line and 
he had the evil bad guy thing going pretty good. I'm like, why it's true. If if he's the only one who's capable of doing this research, why would they kill him? That seems kind of dumb. Plus, he was my favorite character in the episode, so I was kind of mad. Yeah, he was killed by like the really squirrely guy from the conference room who's now wearing the full body uh, hazmat suit. It was just another loose end. He went on to just be like, you know, we don't need to deal with this guy. Take out the king's bishop. Yeah, and, and he did in a real <laughs> punk-ass way, too, because he was like, hey, Dr. Reiser, one more thing. And he turns around and just shoots him. Come on. Come on, mm. man. He de- he deserved no a little more respect. Not really. The guy was total scum. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Walker goes uh, one-man army here. And uh, at this point, all the guys from the army have been loading all of the sick people into the infirmary where they're about to... Then then they've got tanks of gasoline, and they're just pouring the gasoline around the infirmary like they're going to light the place up. The directive from the main bad guy was, hey, get all the rest of the Native Americans who are alive and all the bodies, put them in this building, and we're going to torch it up so there's no evidence. So... They get all these people in, and then the military guys, they're, like, loading all these gas tanks off the back of their trucks, and one of them's like, yeah, let's let's burn it up. Like, <laughs> like what? What are we doing yeah, here? And these tanks are, like, the tanks that you would, like, use for water on a camping trip, but they're actually filled with gasoline, supposedly. Yeah. So they're getting all these guys in while Walker's stealthily taking out these guys one at a time. It's it's vintage Walker. Then it gets to the point where they, like everyone's out front and the main uh, leader of the military guys is like, all right, who's going to light it up? And they're like, whoa, man. Like we're not actually going to do that, <laughs> right? They're like we've been we've been pouring gas all over this and saying let's light it up, and we got everyone in here, but you know we don't want to kill anybody. Yeah, that's right, not right. cool. The main guy's like, all right, I'll do it. And then Walker appears from above and throws a gas tank out into the street and then shoots it with his gun so it explodes. Right. And, and before before he shoots it, the bad guy's like, scatter! And they're all scattering. And this <laughs> giant explosion erupts from this gas canister. And the bad guys flip over cars. Now, wouldn't you think that explosion would ignite the building? Yep. Okay. <laughs> that's exactly Throwing what it out I thought. There. I'm like, wow, that's really close to the front of that gas-soaked building. Yeah, that's yeah. playing it pretty loose there. So just after Walker like blows up everybody and saves the day, Trevette shows up with the CDC helicopter. Yeah, and we're like, wow, we get to see a CDC helicopter and uh, a bunch of people with CDC masks and helmets. And But yeah, so they essentially set up like a vaccination camp on this yep. reservation. Yep. Now, of course, we learned earlier from a phone call that uh, Riser had a hundred doses. So that's not very many for the entire reservation. And Riser had been using some doses already. So really, it's like, what, 95 doses that they've got and uh, the entire reservation to, to dose out? Man, yeah, whatever. It's fuzzy math. Anyways, uh, Trevette shows up and he takes off his mask. And everyone's like, whoa. You got to get vaccinated now, buddy, because uh, you took your mask off. And he's like, no, 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 I only did it for a second. And they're like, that doesn't matter. And he's like, but vaccines hurt. And they're like, no, 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 you'll be good. And they kind of use him as a punchline because it's really not that bad to get a shot. And he was fine. And um, that's kind of it. And really, amazingly to me, Walker, he got the vaccine in this episode and he actually pressured Trevette into getting the vaccine. So 
that's pretty interesting. But I also thought it was kind of funny that the whole moral of the episode, um, which comes from White Eagle putting chemicals into nature, into food, right? That's kind of like the plot. You shouldn't really mess with that. Keep it natural. Keep it spiritual. Or that Big Pharma's insanely evil. Yeah, that's part of it, too. (laughs) So why would you trust the same company's antidote to cure you? Because they wrote antidote and they put their label on it. Right. And it's... (laughs) It's the only option you have. (laughs) I guess, you know, yeah, it was kind of like the gun to your head situation. But uh, Adam, I think you're searching too hard for a moral in the story. Mm. There isn't one. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking, because the way that the episode ended, it might as well have been like an ice cream party. Like they're like (laughs) laughing and joking. It's like, dude, do you guys remember we just dumped a bunch of bodies in a pit and burned them? I know. Oh, so yeah. People are dead. We're just right. Like, That's <laughs> awful. Well, actually, they don't know about that yet. They might not have known about that. Nah. They might discover that, you know, the next day. So Yeah, it's pretty horrible. They're probably just happy to be alive. So, as always, it ends um, a joke at Trevette's expense. Uh, and in this case, uh, Walker doing the right thing and getting Trevette vaccinated. 100%. Well, that about sums up this episode. We'd love to give a shout out to our friend and collaborator, Adam Lauritsen, who's been drawing the amazing walkerstrations on our social media. Maybe he'll feature a super cow in this one. Be sure to check out his other art on Instagram at AdamaginationRunAmuck. When we come back, it'll be time for us to each rate Plague on a scale of 0 to 10 boots to the face, resulting in our patented Roundhouse Roulette episode ranking, complete results of which are available on our website, roundhouseroulette.com. Don't go away. A telephone rings at Roundhouse Roulette headquarters. Hey, hello, this is Ranger Bob speaking. Oh, Ranger Bob, so glad to read you directly. This is conflicted lawyer Evan of Agrifeed Co., home of the world-famous Ugandan farming supplement of the same name. Well, how may a lawman such as myself be of assistance? I don't ask this lightly, but could you meet me in 30 seconds by the water cooler down the hall? Well, I'm sorry, but I'm kind of in the middle of recording a podcast right now. Please, Ranger Bob, it's a matter of life or death. Well, I guess I can multitask. I'll see you in 30 seconds. Ranger Bob hangs up the phone. Curious. Very curious. Ranger Bob begins the short walk towards the office water cooler. Listener, as I walk towards the hallway to meet conflicted lawyer Evan, it's my duty to inform you that we here at Roundhouse Roulette have pledged to deliver the light of Walker, Texas Ranger, to the world. If you'd like to join us in that mission, please share the pod with a friend or leave us a kind review on Apple Podcasts. It truly helps other Walkerites find the cast. If you'd like to further support the show, be sure to check out our fine apparel and vintage action figures at roundhouseroulette.com or join the fun on our Patreon page. Most importantly, though, we thank you for listening. I wonder what aquifer this wa- Oh, Ranger Bob, thank you so much for meeting me. Okay, okay. Make it quick where our listeners are going to go find a better podcast. I have some disturbing news about Agra. Orga! The conflicted lawyer's body slumps to the ground. Oh, Lord. He did say it was a matter of life and death. Guess it was death. Uh, I gotta go tell the deputies to remember to shut the door to the firing range. Let us leave this for them to mind and get on back to the show. Welcome back. Well, what'd you guys think of this one? This one kind of gave me a little problems off the bat because... There are so many similarities from this episode to last week's episode that I was kind of unsure which one I liked better, because that's essentially what we're choosing here. That's Tribe you're talking about? Yeah, so the episode Tribe that we did last week um, versus this week's episode. 
And I think overall, I enjoyed this episode more than I enjoyed Tribe last week. You know, the plot in this is what did it for me. It was more consistent. It established the bad guys and their motive off the bat. You kind of had someone who you knew was the bad guy and was kind of brought into the episode a few times. So you could kind of be like, okay, I see what's going on here. Like you mentioned, Evan, in a previous podcast, they had this great establishing shot of the bad guys where one guy said something really sinister and then they they did a shot of each one of the bad guys, like kind of acknowledging like, yeah, that's right. That's right. And since they did that at the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm in. I can't wait to see these guys go down. You know, um, it's kind of uh, both the ending sequences were awesome. So the last 10 minutes of the episode is usually when all the action happens. It's kind of hard. Those are both almost equal. So with that out of the way, I, I, I'm give, giving this one a seven. I'd like this one better than last week. Wow. This episode was very similar to last episode, and I think I'm going to give it the same exact ranking. Um, although it did, ha- you know, there were parts that were better. I don't know what you mean about the bad guy's motive because I couldn't figure it out the whole time. I'm like, what? So they were trying to make this cattle feed work in another country, and it didn't. They just go around like failing everywhere, just killing <laughs> villages where the people, and it's not really clear why they wanted to make super cows. <laughs> okay, it, right? just the fact that they say super cows in that yeah, episode. Good, that is true. Hashtag, hashtag super cow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty and, awesome. And, and let me stop you there because, okay, we were complaining last week that, oh, well, everything was already painted out for us. We saw where everything was going out right. of the way. At least this week, it was so convoluted, we had no idea what was happening. That's true. That I, All right, I'm up to seven now. Right, I'm changing this to seven. <laughs> No, I think this this one was was good. Uh, although there were really dark moments and really weird ways of handling this, like the ending was super happy, and I didn't get that. But that's kind of what I like about Walker. Sometimes, you know, there was a there was a round the bend in this one. There was a couple of one man armies, kind of rattlesnake for crying out loud. Yeah, I'm I'm not with you guys on this one. I no? I I'm I'm not I'm not into this one nearly as much as the last one. This one lacks the camp that the last one had. Like, and there were plenty of opportunities for it, but there were no weird vision sequences or dream sequences. The mysticism was totally underplayed when, let's face it, when you get an episode when Walker's on the reservation, chances are there's going to be some either a sweat lodge or a dream sequence. There was none of that seemed like a real waste and honestly even if walker did play a role in the plot for the first 35 minutes of the episode he was doing nothing (laughs) he wasn't doing anything you know uh not only that like the last 10 minutes of the last episode far superior to this one no question and it automatically loses a point because it reminded me of the last year and a half. Yeah, that's a good point. Can, I, uh, cannot, I cannot dude. give it a relatable. good score for that. Very relatable. Yeah, I mean, ripped out of the headlines. So I'm I'm giving this one, I'm giving it a five. Wow, okay, all right. Them piling people into a mass grave was... was that does dock points, yeah. Not cool. That gives this episode around us rating of 6.333 boots to the face. If you're curious about any of these stats, you can check them out on our website, roundhouseroulette.com. And, uh, you know, I think we can all agree that it's best that what happened in Uganda stays in Uganda. But uh, 
Please let us know what you think on social media or by emailing us at roundhouseroulette at gmail.com. When we come back, we'll be spinning that Roundhouse Roulette wheel and selecting our next episode. Okay, Bob, you ready to spin that thing? Ah, spoon ready. Here we go. Undercover. Okay. Season 6, episode 18. An undercover agent puts his life at risk when he works his way into the inner ring of a drug kingpin known as El Vaquero. Vaquero. Nice. Nice. Vaquero. El Vaquero. Well, we hope you join us next time when we share our reactions to Season 6, Episode 18, Undercover. In the meantime, share your opinions with us on Facebook and Instagram at at Roundhouse Roulette and on Twitter at at Roundhouse Pod. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your fine podcasts. Thanks for listening. And until next time, may may the the eyes of the ranger ranger be upon you. When you're in Texas, look behind you. Oh, because that's where the ranger's going to be.